0: So just be careful. You don't end up, you know, stalking people, and that <laughs> includes making finstas and stalking your ex. Hey, rude. <laughs> or obsessing. you started it. You fucking started it. It <laughs> wasn't
1: a finsta. Hey, woo woo crew. Hi,
0: I'm Ilana. It's Jack, and welcome back to another episode of The Vicious Virgos. Today we're going to be talking about stelliums because. Not only have you all requested stelliums, but Jack has been dying to do this episode since the beginning of time. I have. So I I'm think allowing I'm- her as the dominant Virgo, no, I'm just kidding, <laughs> to do this episode today. And we just can't wait to tell you about stelliums because they're really neat. And I think, you know, don't say, well, I don't know what that is. Listen, out if you out. have a
1: stellium. You probably do. Learn something new.
0: So our astro sensei, Zach, mentioned that stelliums are an intense magnetic combination of energies in your chart they can also indicate trauma or drama in your life so if you've ever met someone with a super strong and well-defined astrological personality where you're like oh my god you're such an aqua well chances are they were born with a stellium
1: it's true i we definitely have moments where i'm like i think i think there are, i can probably i there are so many where you look at me and you're like oh my god you're such a virgo <laughs> you're such a and i look at you and i'm like you are so Sagittarian. (laughs) Like what is happening here? So what is a stellium then? So uh, call it a cosmic clusterfuck. (laughs) Like seriously, imagine you're smashed in an elevator with all these people touching you, but like you, okay. I know I took that too far, but honestly, think about it. You can't help but feel that energy radiating off of people. So just imagine having to work together. It's either going to happen fluidly or awkwardly, probably depending on the planets. And of course, because it's astrology, it's all about elevating your karmic destination. Interesting fact that I learned while researching this is that a stellium used to be called a satellitum. I don't know why. Maybe they thought the planets were satellites, but obviously not because this is prior to that type of technology. So it's really just a bunch of conjunctions, which is an aspect, meaning they share the same house or sign stelliums help push us towards mastery through repeated trial and error. So it's a cluster of three or more planets in a single sign or house. So you, and you can have more than three. So example would be if you have three planets in Sagittarius and they're all in the second house. So it's two different types of stelliums. So how do you find it out though, Ilana?
0: So you need to map out your chart online. So you know our favorite websites. I'm going to give you some new ones, AstroStyle, App obviously cafe astrology is one that we love co-star you'll need to know your time of birth, your date and where you were born to get the most correct info and you need to choose the housing system you're most into so we like the whole sign system as of like 2 days ago
1: <laughs> as of like today Ilana said by the way we're doing this sign from now on
0: there's like placidus, tropical we'll get into that in another episode not everyone has a stellium but it's also not super rare so definitely look at your chart and take a peek while we go through the episode. For example, I have a stellium, Sagittarius stellium. Jacqueline has a Virgo, Virgo stellium. stellium, both in different houses. Mine's in my first house and hers is in her second. Second. So why does it matter? Well, if you have a stellium in your natal, emphasis here on natal chart, then you'll be heavily influenced by the traits that are commonly associated with that sign or house, particularly in the areas your stellium planets rule. A stellium is simply a major area of focus in your life. This will usually manifest as a challenge only to overcome or perhaps a guiding force in your life. At least this is the positive side. So we talked about trauma and drama. So you mm-hmm. could look at it as a behavioral death sentence, but we don't recommend that. No, please <laughs> Especially don't. if you're like Jacqueline and have a Virgo stellium. But <laughs> don't in do the that. Second house. <laughs> so you're likely to be heavily influenced by the aspects of that stellium, even if it's different from the planets that rule your big three. Yes, your stellium can absolutely outweigh your sun without a doubt.
1: 100%. So even though we like to talk about sun signs and everyone's always obsessed with sun signs and horoscopes, you may find that you identify more with your stellium. Absolutely.
0: So in typical Virgo fashion, we love that knowing a stellium helps us understand our personality on a deeper level. So we'd like to point out that if you don't identify with your sun sign, there's a really good chance that your behavior, your thoughts, your feelings they might resemble the sign that has the stellium, which Mm -hmm. might have nothing to do with your sun. So if you have three planets in a single sign or house, you basically possess really intense energy that's governed by the characteristics and traits of that house or that sign or both. (laughs) So certain qualities may be more pronounced or distinct within your personality, or they may mean that certain circumstances in your life revolve around a particular theme or a lesson. Like, you know, if the house is in the first house, it might be more about you. Thanks Mm -hmm. for that knowledge. So, when you observe how a stellium influences your decisions, this can indicate what you're really passionate about. So example, if you have your moon, Venus, and Mars and Pisces, then you're seeking out emotional honesty and creativity in your partners. So to figure out how your stellium manifests really depends on what zodiac house it's in, which planets are in the stellium, and whether or not you have more than one stellium in your natal chart. Remember, each planet involves rules, different aspects of your life, and can alter how your sign is expressed as well.
1: Exactly. That's why it's, and you can't figure out the house unless you know what time you
0: were born, unfortunately. Yes. And then, like I said, you got to figure out your housing system that you like. And sometimes it changes. (laughs) So
1: good luck with all that. It's very scary. (laughs) Literally, as we were doing this, and we were looking up and being like, oh, I wonder who and so and so has this done. She goes, yeah, but let's change the housing system and see if they have it in another (laughs) house. And I go, we can't do that. You're adding too many variables to this. Like, We have to find one and stick with it. So let's look at it this way. You hopped on Cafe Astrology, You figured out you have a stellium and this light bulb goes off and you're like, oh my God, that makes so much sense. Congrats. You've opened a door to another rabbit hole. Welcome to the club. (laughs) Welcome to Aquamoon. (laughs) We go down some serious rabbit holes. So if you're like us, you saw your stellium in a sign that you're not super excited about and you're like, uh, great. It's this like bittersweet moment of excitement, but also a like, what the fuck? This is why my life is so hard. And you're right. That stellium does make your life just as difficult as it makes it exciting. Look at it this way too. If you're a little lopsided, sorry. If you put too many things on one side of a boat, it's probably going to tip sideways, right? So if you're not practicing balance and self-care and improvement, then a stellium can definitely weigh you down instead of lift you up. It can take people who have stelliums a lot longer to discover their true course in life as they spend a lot of time testing different routes to happiness and job satisfaction. If you have a stellium, you might spend a big chunk of your life going against your intuition and your gut because you'd rather do what's expected of you than what's actually right for you. I said that earlier today and I was like, thanks. (laughs) I was like, but think about it for a second. We've all been there. So I don't even think it's like, If you don't have a stellium, I think this will still hit you. You have probably made so many attempts at finding your own unique expression. You've tried a bunch of different hobbies, interests, careers before finally figuring out what your soul's purpose is. Some of us are still figuring that out too. Me. (laughs) Maybe you're seen as being like into fads and trends. Like you hop on things and hop off things. You pick up and put down hobbies. You never actually stick to anything. There's another side of things though too. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who found your calling super early in life and you achieved success in flying colors. I'm super jealous of you. Others of us might need some resistance from other people who try to persuade you to follow more conventional rules. So an example, this gets a little weird, okay? So your neighbor's super creepy antisocial kid who kept setting their bedroom on fire with a chemistry kit was later accepted to Oxford and graduated first in his class. Or the kid who failed to keep up with their grades in school and ended up becoming an illustrator or maybe a creative designer for a video game company. Yeah, everyone I know. <laughs> so, but let's think about this. You and I, we both have stelliums, but you know, we have people in our lives that don't as well. One of the things that you and I are constantly reevaluating and thinking about is like, what is our true purpose? How do we find our calling? We've been doing X, Y, Z, you know, throwing spaghetti at a wall for forever. Some of the things that stick, they stick for maybe 10 years, then they fall off. Then you have to figure out what's the next noodle that stuck. That wasn't necessarily a priority because maybe you didn't like that noodle at the time. So (laughs) always like noodles. (laughs) Always. Well, maybe one of them was gluten-free and the other one was not. Mm, Fair. But you see where I'm going with this. Yeah.
0: I mean, I have a Sagittarius stellium and it's a blessing and a curse. (laughs) So I think, but I see how it it can overwhelm me because I feel like I constantly need to change things up and get inspired. And that can be impossible to keep up with. It's just not possible. So I think if you have a stellium, I could see it really overwhelming your sense of self. Mm-hmm. And I do think the house is equally as important. Like mine's my first house. So it's literally, I always think about how can I be better? What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Whereas if it was in my second house, like you with your Virgo, it's more about your possessions and kind of your, you know, it's a little different. It's a little, it's quite similar, but a little bit more distant. So I, I think it's really important to even pull up your co-star and look at, you know, do I have it? really simply put, if you look at the chart option on CoStar, because I think this is going to be easier for people, there's the chart option and then there's the you know table option or whatever. The table chart versus circle chart. You need to look at chart. the table. Look at the table. Do you see this a sign like Capricorn, Virgo, whatever? Do you see three of them? And then where are they? Are they all in the same house? Next to it, it'll tell you. Or are they in different houses? That will tell you. You know, if you have a stellium, or you know, so do you have three in the same? sign or GF3 in the same house. It's all going to be relevant to you figuring out what we're talking about. We are going to go more into Houses than signs today, because I think you all know enough about signs to understand that if you have three Leo in your chart, that means that you're quite the Leo. Well, and honestly,
1: (laughs) if we were to break down, well, here's the different type of planet combinations and sign combinations with the house combinations. I'm sorry, y'all, it's just too much. Go find an astrologer to break it down for you. This is an hour long podcast. We don't have time for that (laughs) shit. But also,
0: look at the planets that those signs are in, because if it's a personal versus something that's more outer interpersonal, yeah, then it's going to have a different type of influence.
1: And also one of the things we know, and we'll probably go over this at some point is what is a beneficial versus a malefic planet? Because if you have outer planets that are in with more of your like beneficial, like your your Venus or your Mercury, so you have Saturn in there, that can cause some conflict in there as well. So, let's go ahead. This is There's a lot of information to kind did, of cover today. Did you want to tell
0: them, too, about the sun and the moon thing, where if you have your sun, it's... Considered- Some astrologers
1: <laughs> will tell you that the sun and the moon are not planets. So? So, what that means is they think it's bullshit if you say that you have a stellium because you have Venus, Mercury, and your sun. But if you have your sun and three others... Then it, they say you have a stellium or your
0: moon. You know,
1: I'm not going to go based mm-hmm. off of that. <laughs> I'm going to go based off of, do you have three or more in the same Zodiac or in the same house? Got and it. That's how I'm going to roll with that. I agree. Because mm-hmm. otherwise we're just making things too complicated. Yes. agree. So we're going to talk about Ilana first. Oh, yay. Because she yes. has a Sagittarian stellium in, in her first, first house. house. Yes. So there is a big focus on self-expression developing your identity, you're finding a way to outwardly express your personality. You have a very strong personality. And you take a lot of pride in it, especially if the sun is involved in that stellar, Which is not, but still, yeah. There are a lot of layers here. Not that you're two-faced, <laughs> but when it comes to your identity, there's never a moment where people are bored of getting to know you. You're basically like an endless pit of new information. These people have the ability to adapt to an environment they're in and portray a certain personality depending on the situation. You're kind of chameleon esque. So, while still appearing as your ascendant, because remember, your ascendant's always going to be in your first house. The ascendant is the one that actually dictates the flow of the energies in the house and the flavor. <laughs> that's, that's, yes. <laughs> it's your turn to make me uncomfortable. I get it. We'll go, we'll talk about Scorpio next week or something, and I'll go back to making you uncomfortable. <laughs> You're going to turn heads with your aura and you have an intriguing vibe. You're straightforward. You shine wherever you're in with your confidence. It's like when you step into your confidence, like people notice you, that you have so much of yourself to share with the world and you were meant here to put it all out there. And be appreciated for it. So, like when I always tell you, Ilana, we need to be on video, you're like, I don't want to put yourself out there, okay? So, you're likely to focus way too much on yourself, though, and you live in a bubble. There is a lack of cooperation, and you might find it difficult to work in a team or ask for help. The advice here is gonna be standard across the board. You're gonna look at the opposing house for balance. So, for you, we're gonna balance you out with the seventh house Libra relationships. Yes. (laughs) Sorry. I had to think about that for a second. You're going to need to spend time with your loved ones, invest in your romantic relationships, engage in some teamwork activities. This will help balance out that ego. And with you, it'll help balance out that fire. Got it. Tell me about myself then. So second house, Jack has a
0: stellium, Virgo stellium in her second house, which sounds very painful and I'm very sorry for that, but (laughs) the second house is awesome. So your focus is on the material world and possessions because it's ruled by Taurus. So depending on the sign and planets, you're able to actually tell a lot about what possessions mean for you, how you value money or how you value spirituality and life experiences over material things. These people have a lot of inner strength Whenever they feel down, they get back up and they always fight to make it on their own. There could be an issue here with wanting to keep things for yourself a little too much or putting too much pressure on yourself to the point where it affects your self-worth and then you get really insecure. So you need to be careful not to rely too much on the idea that there is just one clear path for you to go down and that if you don't reach a certain status, that means things didn't work out for you. So career is super important for you, but it's a way to reach security. You're always prioritizing comfort and you're quite consistent with your decisions. You likely have strong values and are continuously working on your self-worth. Advice for you, it's important to balance that energy out with the eighth house. So engage in things that have to do with shared experiences, shared finances, and opening up Scorpio, right? So (laughs) being vulnerable and building deep connections is where you can let your guard down and relax. It's probably why you like Scorpio. So you have a tendency to be stuck in your comfort zone and are afraid of change. So learning in that eight house and finding a way you can embrace change and dive deeper into the dark side of things will be really beneficial for you. You might own a lot of things that, you know, represent your personality, even if this means a car, maybe a collection of stickers with spiritual meaning, or you obviously don't have that, but you likely have a few things that have sentimental value to you. So I keep all my journals. There you go. So you're practical and calculated and your consistency is usually what gets you to be successful eventually and appreciated also for your integrity. I related a lot to this when I was going through it. Yeah. A hundred percent. The stickers thing, no, but everything else. <laughs> I had a sticker book when I was a kid. Okay, fine. I totally had a sticker book <laughs> when I was very, a kid. But it it's
1: very, very very much you. First and second resonate a lot with both of us, I think. I think so too. Well, and I found it interesting because you brought up, I didn't even think about the fact that the reason that I find myself so drawn to Scorpio is actually probably seeking balance. Yes. Because you don't think of Virgo because it's, it's a sextile, right? Virgo mm-hmm. and Scorpio, but when you're looking at it from a house perspective, that's when you get that opposition mm-hmm. and that's where you find balance. Similar to like you really enjoy Libra and I think that's because I do. It's, it it it's and I don't get it, right? I'm like, oh, whatever. I I value the aesthetics and Exactly, the you value the beauty, balance. you value exactly. So, maybe if you have a stellium like this, you find yourself even if, you're, even if it doesn't make sense for the signs that are in it, you find yourself seeking balance with what, whoever the ruler of that house is. Hmm,
0: interesting. That's interesting. I like that.
1: So third house, stellium. Emphasis on communication or things of the mind. This house also rules the years when we were in school or in our hometown. And it's likely that these people either got a lot of attention in school or they had a really traumatic experience when they were younger. This can depend a lot on the planets and the signs that are involved here. This is where we get the trauma drama. The purpose here is to use your voice in order to express things that were once repressed or that you feel a deep need to talk about. You have a lot to say and you have very powerful opinions without necessarily judging others. You can get into really heated arguments and can sometimes get stuck in these ideas and your own thoughts. You really have a great eye for detail and a way with words. Maybe you are exceptional at writing or singing or anything that really involves communication, even small talk. I think if your sister is a dentist and like small talk that way, she also has a third house stellium. Yeah, good point. Never thought of that. So, advice if you have a third house stellium is careful not to be too keen on the details that you forget the big picture. Find a way to balance out that third house energy with the ninth. So, engage in more spiritual activities or find metaphor in your daily life and not always seek to analyze and understand things around you. And yes, this includes emotions. Yes. People with third house stelliums can be prone to mental health issues and need to snap out of this just by taking action. Usually their country of origin or their immediate and familiar surroundings will likely be an area that they'll thrive and they might become very well known in a very specific or niche field. You're also so good with a cause where you can assimilate information and research. One of your purposes is to use your unique voice and point of view to speak up for those who aren't able to do it for themselves. You make people feel seen and understood, and you have an amazing storytelling gift. This is my sister.
0: Mm -hmm. Everything about this. This is why I believe in all this, because this is not me. It's definitely her. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So this is interesting. I like it. The fourth house. So there's an emphasis on feeling secure in this life. You probably had a really impactful childhood in either a good way or a negative way. So a lot of the decisions you make now are usually based on the things you learned in the past, because cancer is actually a cosmic sign. That's probably why that is. So karmic sign, not cosmic. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized.
1: Well, I mean, it is cosmos. Yeah, just
0: realized <laughs> karmic. Sorry. So they might have a n- numerous family or some trouble in this area. Either way, there is a focus on family for them. Their motivation comes from feeling safe and knowing that those around them are well. They also are likely to learn a lot from building a family of their own, whether this means getting married or even owning a pet. So these people are usually really warm and caring, and they have an innate mothering instinct that really shines through. They're intuitive, empathetic, but they're also really private. So usually they keep their thoughts and feelings to themselves. Their surroundings influence their mood easily, and Troubles come from them when they focus too much on being in a safe and comfortable environment and being surrounded by people they care about. Instead of prioritizing their growth, you can tend to be a little codependent, which we always do yes. with the fourth house. So yes. advice, you need to lean into the 10th house, which is Capricorn. So focus on your career and your future goals. Use the beautiful qualities you inherited from your family as an asset, and learn to put yourself out there more. Not everything has to be about those close to you. Sometimes you can just, you know, meet other people. So depending on the planets or signs you have here, you might not have moved a lot. And when you do, it's going to feel really uncomfortable. It's going to be a big part of your life. But learn to build a space that encourages growth. But like, make it luxurious because you know fourth house, fourth. and also hey, team up with the second house. like yeah. cozy hang out with a Taurus. So these people are likely here to break family patterns that were felt for lots of generations before them and share their stories with the world or use the wisdom they gain to inspire and heal others in really profound ways. This is a cool one. I like this one.
1: It is. Well, and you know, it kind of draws it back to, it is very karmic. Yeah. What you're doing is you, I I would love to know if you do have a stellium in your fourth house, kind of what your North and South Node are, because I want to know where you're coming from and the things that you've dealt with to see how, where your mission here is.
0: Definitely DM us with your stelliums because we love to know. Oh, I love to know. We love getting DMs from you. We love
1: them. So fifth house, you're usually someone who's naturally talented or gifted. You were born with a talent for drawing, singing. You're just really fucking good at multiple things. And that, I don't know, they just enhance your personality. They put you in the spotlight. Leo. You're here to show off, but you need to be careful not to take your talent for granted. Instead, use it as a way to find meaning and pleasure in life. You can sometimes lean a little too much into the idea of finding pleasure and have this like careless attitude that focuses on prioritizing yourself before your friends or your family, which is good and bad because, you know, it kind of is like situational. You're naturally good with children and you're meant to have kids of your own It's your way of passing down your talents and keeping that alive. You also likely have artists in your family or people that have some kind of natural gift. Creativity might shine through these people and depending on the sign, they can be quite lucky in romance or just be natural flirts. Advice would be, be careful not to get too emerged or too obsessed with your pursuit that you forget about the world. You need to balance out that fifth house energy with some from the 11th spend time with friends, find a community that has the same interests as you, or involve yourself in fighting for a bigger cause. Use your creative skills here. If you have some more difficult planets in this stellium, like you might struggle with self-worth, or maybe you went through some experience that made you lack the confidence that you need to be able to show your talents. Once you find that fire inside though, you're able to burn like a bright little star and you're going to have plenty of admirers of your work. You can also be an amazing leader. Just follow your passion and don't let fear lead the way. This is that's also a neat one.
0: (laughs) I know. Then there's the sixth house, Stellium. So you'll focus your lifetime on perfecting your daily tasks in such a way that they match your future goals and get you closer to your aim. Because Virgo, Virgo. so you're action-oriented perfectionist. Big surprise. So usually. It's why you had a genie lamp that, you know, if you could wish everything would be perfect, you'd like, you know, you do the three wishes kind of thing. But guess what? This usually gets in the way of you taking action. Advice, want to find some balance. You need to engage in spirituality, journaling, going to therapy in order to understand your subconscious mind. This
1: is hilarious because this is all the shit we talk about all the time.
0: (laughs) So invest in your art, writer, focus on healing your mind before your body from time to time. Take things when they come and reduce the expectations you have on yourself and others. The sixth house stellium is concerned with the body and the way it shows up in the world: how you take care of it, what you eat, how much you exercise, your skincare routine, all that Virgo crap, and how you (laughs) present, how present you are in these tasks. So you can get stuck in daily things and forget the bigger picture. You're often workaholics and you're highly prone to burnout. Depending on what sign you have in this house. You'll know how to be of help. And we know you hate feeling useless. You're great at giving advice and observing the details. You're seeing something that others are not. And you have a really sharp mind and you're a really critical thinker. Having coworkers that match your values is also really important. So if you can't find that, then you'd rather just work alone or probably start your own business or something like that. Which is Sound like, familiar? Yes. So as long as you don't overly engage in your daily routine, meaning like you know going to the salon for five hours a day, and you know that your discipline doesn't define you, you'll be able to achieve the most perfectly imperfect things in life. And that's beautiful, in my opinion.
1: It's so funny because even though, you know, my Virgo placements are not in the sixth house, I don't think I have anything in the sixth house, to be completely honest. I still resonate with this. Well, because Virgo. Exactly. I'm like, oh, it's such a handicap. Seventh house. So there is an emphasis here on relationships and socializing. You're discovering yourself through interactions to the other. You're likely social. You love discovering and getting to know others and you feed on conversation because Libra. You're rational but extremely sensitive and you do have the ability to feel very deeply for those that you love, sometimes in a psychic way. Mm -hmm. I found this interesting. Problems usually arise because you're usually focused on others a little too much. Sometimes you can over-identify with your partner, your best friend, your family, and you rely on you being whole by being with them and you forget who you are. A person with your own needs and wants. You need to stop asking everyone what you should do and make some decisions with your own authenticity. You feeling this one a little bit? Yeah. You can be the people pleaser, and in your darkest times, you can get completely lost in making people like you. Oh wow. So some advice is to focus on the first house theme here. Of course, trust your intuition. Speak up when something is bothering you and spend some damn alone time. Reflect and invest in some personal activity. This will help you find balance and harmony, which you've been craving and looking for in your relationships. You might even become known for your successful love story if you're able to find balance on your own. Your potential won't be the same without someone being there to watch you and help you. You're the perfect example of what harmonized work is, relationships, and in your personal life. Take into your shadow side. We talk about this a lot, oppositions. Remember, don't be afraid to ask around and explore what others are capable of. You're here to find people that match your values, and learn to set boundaries. Say no to those who don't. Preach. Yeah, boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> Pop it up everywhere. Those without boundaries, the eighth
0: house. <laughs> no, a lot of boundaries. So A lot of
1: boundaries.
0: Hardwire. <sighs> this is a hard one. So there's an emphasis on things that are really dark, taboo, and private because eighth house is ruled by Scorpio. So you're likely someone who doesn't enjoy being in the spotlight, especially if you have personal planets here, like your moon. Well, we said that's not a planet, but still the sun, the sun, you know, all that stuff. So not the ascendant because it's the eighth house. Mm. That wasn't correct. Venus, Mars. That's what I'm talking about. So, Mm. but you're amazing when it comes to being behind the scenes. So you have the ability to read and understand others in this really deep way, almost to a point where they don't need to explain anything in words to you. You just kind of pick up on the vibe. So you would do great in jobs that require you to use your intuition or something where You're required to work in secret, like a detective, you know, being undercover. You would also do really well as a psychologist, a psychic, or some, like I said, undercover work of some kind. You can get really obsessive with the stellium energy in your eighth house, which is a Scorpio trait. So just be careful. You don't end up, you know, stalking people. And that (laughs) includes making finstas and stalking your ex. Hey, rude <laughs> or you started it.
1: You fucking started it. It <laughs> wasn't a offense.
0: or obsessing over something and neglecting your basic needs, you know, like sleep and food and hygiene. So you're highly empathetic. So you're easily hurt if you can't separate the bad things that happen in the world from yourself. Advice. Balance your energy out here with the second house energy, which is ruled by Taurus. We talked about it earlier. So spend time focusing on the material. Make sure you showcase your skills through work. Find some stability. Go away from change and chaos from time to time. I know you're addicted to it, but try to get away from it. You have a sexual energy to you and are always in some kind of ongoing personal transformation, which we all know about the eighth house. So Mm -hmm. even due to things you had to go through in the past. You're meant to help others heal, especially since you're open to the darkness like no one else. And you have the potential to discover hidden truths all while discovering
1: yourself as well. This is like the ultimate sign of it's the therapist who learns, who heals themselves by therapizing others. Yeah.
0: That's a, that's, that seems like a really intense stellium. Like I don't I'm not jealous of an 8th house stellium. No. But and I'd I'm, be interested to be around one. And I'm supposed to look at that and find balance. I'm telling you that the person that, you know, is bothering me right now is probably an 8th house stellium. <laughs> would not surprise me. <laughs> the person who's stalking you right now? The person who's bothering me right now, who's like putting me down and making me feel small. Oh. I would bet a billion dollars is probably an 8th house
1: stellium. <laughs> Her. If you know, you know. Her. Her. You're the only one that knows. Her. <laughs> I mean, there might be people who are listening that now. Ladies and gentlemen, her. Her. <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Her. Anyway, speaking of things that start with age, um, actually it doesn't start with N, the ninth house. Emphasis here is going to be focused on wisdom, beliefs, and constantly looking for meaning. You hold a lot of inner wisdom that just kind of like seemed to come out of nowhere, almost like you were born with it. You're not afraid to make mistakes and take every experience as a learning experience. <sighs> I love these people. I one hundred percent need to figure out if this Virgo I know has a stillium here because every time I tell her I'm complaining to her about something that was going on kind of we haven't talked in a while. She's always like, well, maybe you just need to like pray about it and say, what's the lesson I'm supposed to learn here?" And I'm always like, I hate that you're right because there's going to be a lesson here. And now it's me saying that to you where you're like, this sucks. I'm like, well, what's the lesson we're supposed to learn here? Thanks for that, Sagittarius. (laughs) These people often chase their impulses with a fire that burns from within and it's likely they'll move a lot in this lifetime or they'll at least travel. They want to participate in a way that allows them to see the world differently, a way that fuels their wisdom. They might have a culturally diverse background. Perhaps they're interested in foreign cultures or languages. And if this isn't them, then they're readers, the mind travelers, the spirituals or religious people that search for the eternal question of the mind. They find themselves asking how the world was created. What is right and wrong? What is moral and not? I love this. They can also get a little too deep, though, on life philosophies. and. (laughs) They need to work on not basing all their decisions on experience, but instead rather on emotion. You're likely to feel as if darker things in life make you want to run away, Ilana. You're in an endless search for spirit and likely shy away from anything that involves emotion or face-to-face communication. You don't like being caught by and stuck in the details. Advice? Invest more into that third house energy, BB. Try listening. That was so cheesy. Try listening to what people actually have to say and not just what they believe. See a person for who they are instead of just their spiritual beliefs and their taste in music. Look at their life struggles and their emotions. Very relatable for me. Very relatable. (laughs) (laughs) Confrontational conversations make you uncomfortable, which is funny because it's a paradox. Your ninth house is all about getting out of your comfort zone. But for you, it's kind of getting out and then staying in your immediate comfort zone and then trying not to escape. Yes. Your purpose is to move forward with ideas and belief systems that have been studied and felt for generations. Ask the right questions at the right time. You are here to change people's lives with your positive ways of living. That's a fun one. It's a fun one. I mean, I always think SAG's fun. <laughs> it sounds very cerebral. I love that it's like travel because that is my escapism because I'm immediately comfort just going to the airport and buying a ticket to a random place, but I don't actually want to change anything real in my life. No. Yeah. Remember, you can travel the world, but you can't run away
0: from the person you are in your heart. You can be who you want to be.
1: Make us believe in you. Keep all your light in the dark.
0: If you're searching for truth, you must look in the mirror and make sense of what you can't see. Just, just be. be. You know, you know. <laughs> okay. 10th house. This is my dear husband, Colin, who is our producer and editor. So you're likely going to have an amazing work ethic and find pleasure through investing time in your career. You're likely to achieve great success and probably be recognized as a public persona. You're going to shine in the moments you spend time being productive, organized, and also working on your goals, especially if you have Capricorn Stellium like he does. So the sign can influence energy here a lot. So you don't have to be a super organized person if you have this placement, but you likely have your own personalized way of organization that works for you. Like a messy desk. Exactly. But Mm. it works. And if you move anything, they're like, where is it? I Mm -hmm. can't find it. And you're like, are you kidding? So you're motivated, sometimes overly critical of yourself, and you always want to reach for and do more than you can take on. Honestly, this is why you push yourself beyond your limit every single time. So it's important to stop and assess your process praise yourself a little and then move on. You really don't know how much you've actually done Mm -hmm. at all. So advice, take on some of that fourth house energy. Okay. So you're thinking about cancer. You're going to
1: love this, but also you're going to hate this because this is basically telling him he needs to sit down and watch some TV.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Colin, skip this part. So find time to rest, spend time with family, be lazy and allow people around you to slow down. It's okay to be a little behind on schedule. Be human. You don't need to feel like a robot 24-7. I agree with that. Problems can come up with some personal issues that interfere with your daily work. If you might find yourself being more productive than usual, then there's likely something going on in your personal life that you're avoiding by diving deeper into your safe space, a.k.a. work. Jacqueline can relate to this so hard. So you can get sick from overworking. Listen to your body and slow down if you're not feeling well. That's calling me out. So, you're here <laughs> to help everyone else organize, and you're capable of doing the small tasks. So, you're actually an amazing manager and are most likely to find success in literally anything that you venture into. Since you do the work, you put the effort in, you're likely to reap those benefits because we have a lot of staying power.
1: We're basically just supporting what the astrologer said to him. Yes. That he's meant to be successful. Yep. I think we just have to not control him. Everything we have I, to let him go on his everything own. I know about him, and also with astrology, I
0: mean, also by human design, is that people like that and this selling them. things just come to them. Things just come to them, and they have to stop trying to control the process. And I'm like, that must be nice because Duh. I'm the opposite, I'm like, search, search constantly, <laughs> like don't ever stop <laughs> or stop. And God. yours is like, am I broke? I need to find my money. Ah, <laughs> like. But Colin just sitting there, just like on his pile of money, just being like, "Hello, like, <laughs> like I'm just gonna chill while we're sitting there doing all the work. <laughs> oh, must be nice. Oh,
1: God, <laughs> yeah. I just got a little nauseous thinking about it. <laughs> all right. So the eleventh house, stelliums. Emphasis here is a person who is likely to be really focused on the future, groups of people, and environment. You're one of the great ones. Oh, you're talked about in history books. That like, you're the person that came up with some innovative idea that revolutionized a generation because it's Aquarius. Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, you haven't done that in so long. People who have a collection of planets in this house are usually really skilled at technology or at least like the internet. They have some weird, unique niche of interest and they use that to lead people in the right direction. You kind of see... I don't know. I guess these people are seen as being selfless, but unfortunately this can be detrimental because they focus a little bit too much on the needs of the environment and not enough on their own needs. Very similar to what we have seen in some of the other stelliums. Yeah. Like remember to like eat and shower and sleep and you know that kind of (laughs) stuff. I don't know why you brought that up. So (laughs) advice for you is balance out this energy with the fifth house. Make sure that you engage in creative and artistic outlets. Find any activities such as going out or even just watching a movie for your own pleasure. And guess what? You don't need to share it with anyone or have a purpose or cause behind it. Put your phone away. You're usually either an internet star or you're the opposite and against social media. Like you're anti-social media. my cousin. He probably has a stellium. (laughs) You're like super hippie and you have this really like healthy way of living. Or because you're, you know, aqua, maybe you chose a traditional route where everyone else decided to do new age or modern. Whatever you do, you're just trying to make yourself stand out. You just want to be different because you are. Nobody gets you, right? And you often feel misunderstood. And because of this alone, find the right community that shares similar interests and values. This can do wonders for you. You're a little controversial and probably the first one to start a trend, a movement, or be bold enough to take the chance to think and express yourself differently compared to the environment you grew up in. That's a fun one. It is kind of, actually. I I like that. But I also, I, I love aqua. Yeah, this one's tough. So 12 house,
0: last house for stellium. So your focus here is on your outer reality, but not necessarily the material reality. You're extremely selfless and you give up just about anything. If it were to help someone else,
1: I would do anything for love.
0: That's definitely Pisces. So the 12th house represents karma. So you may have had some lessons early in life or even later that it felt karmic that that likely make you feel like you didn't do anything to deserve such experience. But since you've been there, you have this deep ability to be compassionate and understand where everyone is coming from. Your past experiences have made you feel small and helpless. This is why you believe in making yourself small and being there for others instead of yourself hoping this will bring you good karma in return. Your purpose in life is actually to find yourself. Stop giving everything to everyone else, hoping to receive something in return. Take some matters into your own hands and fight for yourself. I feel like I'm talking to every Pisces I've ever met Mm -hmm. and the stellium. So you're an artistic and intuitive soul. You absorb the energy that you surround yourself with. You're very strong. You can endure things for a long time. But the challenge here is actually going to be the journey to discover yourself. You'll see it's amazing when you start to put yourself out first. So find balance in the sixth house here. Focus on being in the present moment. Figure out how to prioritize your needs. Focus on moving your body. Your purpose here is to show us a lesson of how much you can heal the wound by healing yourself.
1: They're intense, right? Like I, when I was doing research on this, and of course, like we could, we could do another episode too on a different type of stellium or like what it means when you have certain planets in, uh, in conjunctions with one another, but I feel like this is so basic because this is where you're really gonna see it stand out. I identify so much with mine. Do you identify with yours? Yes. Yes. And I see Colin written all over 12 or yes. the 10th. Yes. And everyone else I know. Exactly. Your sister has a third. Capricorn has a third as well. Well, he has two. He has one in the first and one in the third. <laughs> so it's, I mean, I think it's a great topic. I would love to explore it further on. Uh, I don't know. Maybe you and I can just sit and do the research. We Let don't us have to share know with if you want to learn more about stelliums. I always say that because sometimes people write
0: us and be like, yeah, I really want to learn more. They're like, no, it's okay. Because I thought everyone would want to learn more about whatever. There was one episode where I was like, everyone's going to love this and no one cared. <laughs> and it goes aura. I was like, that's going to be popping. Or it was Enneagrams. It was Enneagrams. And nobody cared. No one cared. they <laughs> like, that's so 2020. I was like, okay. But you know, I think that sometimes the way to work with your stellium isn't obvious and the world isn't ready For your kind of like stroke of genius. Sometimes technology has to catch up and that's when your skills are unleashed. But you aren't meant to be anything other than you. And so instead of seeing it as detriment or trauma and drama, see it as something that you can embrace and, you know, dive into it more. That's what I'm gonna do with mine.
1: (laughs) I see, now that you know, you're like I have to explain. I'm such a Sagittarius.
0: I'll always be a Sagittarius and it's always about how I'm feeling about myself. It just is. Everyone's always like, Well, don't you care what others think? I'm like, no no
1: but at the same time your libra mercury like rears its head and it was like we were we were making no we were making this joke about how ilana loves to do pros and cons and i just like imagined her like as the manager of a company and she's in front of this wiper she goes okay team we're gonna make a pros and cons list of this new product pros i have none cons the list is 72 please review how can we find balance oh you said it tastes good okay we're balanced (laughs) Like, it's just this, I don't know, I, I feel I feel like we can go down for a very long time on this. But unfortunately, our evening has to wrap up at some point.
0: Yes. And if you would like us to do a more like, I'm just going to say this, like a more performative episode because people have asked. We tried at one point. We're like making fun of things. We can try. We tried to do a roast. It got weird. It, it got weird. No, no it got me the
1: roast was colin told us we weren't allowed to post it (laughs)
0: but if it's funny i think it'd be something do we still have that audio yeah i bet you we could pull clips from it yeah but we'll do something we can do something that's funny and kind of like making fun of how the signs interact the situation like like the award show we were gonna do (laughs) it didn't work it didn't work it just didn't work it It did not work
1: (laughs) (laughs) there's only two of us you guys and we're not voiceover actors so like (laughs) speak for yourself we can only (laughs) go so far (laughs) all right jack take it away Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe. We are on every podcast streaming platform you can think of. Please follow us on our social at The Vicious Virgos. We're pretty much everywhere now. Also, please make sure you part- follow our partners at Just Girl Project. We do Instagram lives on Tuesdays together. So please submit your questions, come in, come join us, tell everyone that is there that you loved our episodes. So that way they listen too. Please also make sure that you order the self-love journal because we keep promoting it and we need you to buy it because this is what we do. We promote self-love and journaling. And I'm ready to go home now. So I we bid you adieu. Have a wonderful. I don't know when you're what day you're listening to this, but we're recording this on a Thursday. So enjoy your fucking weekend. And we will see you on Tuesday. Everyone, please stay, stay vicious. vicious.
0: Bye. When the sky looks like a UFO, and you feel so at place.